Welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. You're here with Ryan, Lenny, uh, and John. Hello, friends. This week we'll be talking about retro. Is it cool? And uh, how to do Sometimes. a callback properly. And John tries to be Moby Dick this week when picking his vehicle. Tubby, tubby. That's what we'll be talking about. Be your Ahab. <laughs> That's what we're talking about this week on Zero Lift. And uh, let's talk about what we've done in the past week for our cars. Lenny, why don't you take it away and tell us what you've been doing? Uh, well, unfortunately, I have bad news to start off this week. Um, looks like the GTR needs a lot of maintenance. I had taken it out last weekend on like a short cruise, me and my wife, uh, on a Sunday for some coffee. And I was doing about 50 on a left sweeper. I had gotten like a serious death wobble. Uh, then a lightness in the steering mm. and suspension sounded like it, it felt like it had totally unloaded on one side. What? Uh, which is not, not good at that speed. Um, and so I, uh, a friend of mine who's also a car dude, he has like a 550 horsepower GTI, which I think we'll have to get him on the podcast at one point. Um, he works at a Land Rover dealership. He was kind enough to allow me some space on his shop after hours. <clears throat> Shout out to him. Um, but the power steering rack of the GTR is leaking from the rack directly. Um, the oh, rack mechanism. no. The left front uh, axle boots are torn completely, and it's blowing out grease. <laughs> um, wow. What you just else? decided to do it all at once? Yeah, break, I, break it, that is, all at once? Yeah, yeah, just break all of it at once. Um, also, the inner walls of my tires were rubbing against... Uh, my sway bar at like full steering lock, uh, which very much wore out the tires. And so the belts were showing. Uh, anyway, long story short, the, the GTR needs some maintenance. Um, <laughs> and it only, it only took about 10 months of me driving on American roads for it to get completely destroyed. This was not an issue. Uh, or a concern for me in Japan. Like all that was perfectly tidy. I had just replaced those the boots uh, on the power steering rack like months before I left Japan. You replaced so, the like, whole rack? Both... No, I replaced the boots. Ah, and like I did an inspection on the rack when when everything was uh was out and like everything looked fine. Nothing was leaking. Um, and for like for all that to be jacked, like it's. Completely different from what it was, from what it was months before. Uh, I I last saw it up up in the air before Japan, so it's crazy. Ah, uh, how I have questions. I don't know. How, yeah, it's a lot of questions. How is your your junk rubbing on your? I mean, that would have had to have always been an issue. You didn't magically just get some extra steering angle. Yeah, I'm not sure. It it wasn't. Maybe I wasn't driving. Well, I don't know. A how, lot of questions. How I also wide? Have questions. How wide are your wheels? Eighteen by ten and a half. Oh, well, that's wide. Ten and a half are hard to fit. A little wide, but the offset um, and the spacers that I have on the car right now uh, allow. What I thought allowed enough space. What maybe tires you need to go? Two sixty five, thirty five, eighteens. Really. Mm hmm. I'm running 65s, but they're on nine and a halfs, and I don't, I don't have any. Well, 
I had to do a pretty aggressive like rolling slight pull, but yeah. And so my fenders are stock. I don't have any roll or pull. All I do is like the uh, I think I have five millimeter spacers on it. I'm blown but, away. I mean, the long short of it is looks like it needs some maintenance. And then what I was looking at for you know engine retuning that we talked about in an earlier episode that I haven't done yet. So. Looks like uh, the GTR is, is is getting ready for another hard down. Um, I am pressing F this... and paying my respects. Yeah, yeah F all day. F all day. But the bright side of it is this morning, me and my wife took a day trip out to Tahoe National Forest, and I am glad to say that it is not completely burnt down. Um, at all of it, at least. So we, oh, that's good. we did a nice off-road adventure with the GX. We went out to a lake, checked out some waterfalls. It was nice, very romantic, romantic things. And we're back. That was my weekend. Wow. Just keeping it fresh. Very fresh. Well, I also had some uh, car complexities, although not to the level and uh, not on my daily driver rentals. Uh, on my wonderful minivan... Um, I had a power steering leak in which I've learned uh, how to sort of communicate with mechanics. Still have no idea what I'm saying uh, <laughs> as I try to communicate to you guys what was going on. So I've got... Um, <laughs> I There was quite some confusion, I think, in our chat. I, it, there was, but I figured it out. And it was nice, too, because I picked it up and the, the mechanic explained to me, like, here's where the hose entry point is and you can reach it from the top. And I was like, cool, and... Uh, so it's something that I think is possible for me to do. So I may very well get in and replace the power steering, uh, pump and high pressure hose on a Honda Odyssey. Why not? Uh, you're, so you're fortunate because the high pressure hose on a GTR would be a job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I can get access to both ends, uh, from the top end. I don't even have to get underneath the engine. He showed me where it was, uh, and the bolts that I need to take off along the way for the hose. Um, and there's only a few bolts to do the, the pulley to take that off to replace the pump. And then obviously I'm going to replace the, uh, holding unit for the, uh, the reservoir itself so that I can make sure I have a new mesh in there. Cause that's the only way to replace that. And since I'm already taking everything else off, may as well to keep it updated. So what do you, what do you mean a new mesh? Uh, so in the reservoir, there's a, a the filter, the mesh filter that's actually ah, in there. Okay. There's no way to replace that except for replacing the whole, and 30 bucks for it. So it's whatever. It's oh, cheap. Yeah. 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 It's one of those parts where you just replace it. Cause you're replacing everything else. May as well keep it up to date and fresh. Well, so generally you can get by not replacing reservoirs unless there's something physically wrong. Like that's not like a wear part, but if right. you're concerned about debris in the mesh and it's 30 bucks. Yeah. I can't really yeah. fault that logic as well. It's 120,000 miles already on the car. I don't think it's been done before. Might as well. Um, so that's the car side for actually my stuff. And then driving-wise, uh, it's now entering the time of year in which I drive more than uh, outside, pretty much anybody outside of truckers. Uh, I did uh, 11 hours of driving on Monday and then followed that up with two five-hour days after that all across Nebraska. Uh, so by Wednesday, I had <laughs> a solid 1,000 miles on my rental and... A uh, decent amount of time. Uh, let's just say I finished a long book pretty quickly. 
but I explored some stuff. And then I also went up on Friday with uh, the wife up the I-29 uh, to Sioux City. We were passed by a GTR. And uh, before we hit play, or I'm sorry, record, I was talking to them to figure out what type it was. I believe it was a GTR R35. Uh, it was pretty cool to be like, oh, hey, that's a GTR passing me on the road uh, going northbound. And uh, so that was pretty neat as well. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, nothing else new. Um, Do you have the to pop some bangs? It did, yeah, but like, again, I was kind of cruising along and at enough speed that I was going at fair enough speed and he, he went enough speed that it was, I heard it for a second and then I looked up and as he was going past, but it was like dusk and, you know, hard to see exactly everything and trying to focus on the road. It definitely hurt it a little bit. Not as much as I do in the sim and actually sitting in the cockpit, that's for sure. Um, but I heard the trails of it as he went by. It wasn't like revving it hard or anything. He was kind of just keeping along at interstate speeds. Uh, so not redlining Fair. or anything Fair. to really bring it out. So that's that's been my week. John, what have you been up to in uh, car land for you? Well, I spent the majority of the last week traveling. I went to Amsterdam and back. It was long, but, um, since being back, I, uh, so I've been avoiding driving the GTR recently because I suspected that my engine mounts were going bad and I ordered some, like I had Nismo mounts in there and uh, people tend to wear those out. And so I ordered some, like, I guess they're made by tough mounts, but they're sold by PRP and, they took their sweet time getting here, but they look really solid. I like the design a lot better than the OEM ones because it's like a an axle bolt going through round polyurethane bushings, and then the mount plates are all welded as opposed to like a stud being held in by urethane. So I think it's going to be substantially stronger. They finally showed up. Um, I got my lift up and running. I threw my dirt bike, which I had smacked a, I'd broken the clutch cover case on a rock doing off-road trails. So I replaced the clutch cover case, put a shift kit in it while I had that off, put a skid plate on it, mounted my steering damper that I got for that. So that's a lot of high dollar parts and uh, just lubed the chain. And so I think my KTM is ready to ride again. And then, uh, I was just missing the GTR so bad because I was trying to keep miles off it while I was afraid of the engine mounts that I did get in it and take it for a spin. And, uh, I missed her so bad. Um, it's really funny when you like get used to driving your daily, like a truck or something, you know, I got a Tacoma otherwise. And then you hop in the GTR that has a really aggressive, uh, alignment and tires and stuff, how it like kind of, tram lines and follows every little groove in the road and you only notice it if you haven't driven it for a while because i normally think that car's super easy to drive and it's very relaxing and then after not driving it for almost a month i'm like ah, God, ah, ah it's like all over yeah all over every lane um so that was funny um and then uh today i went out to the shenandoahs and went on a hike and it was like 65 degrees and sunny super clear got some sweet pics and uh doing it for the gram um so that's not directly car related but it was pretty neat oh and my friggin i got a stroker crank a 2.8 for 
my RB26. It finally showed up. I ordered it back in April or May, and it was on severe back order, and it finally this came. This for out. the extra engine? Yeah, this is for the um, the N1 block I have on the stand in my garage. So I might order some rods and pistons and maybe drop some stuff off at the machine shop just to get some of that knocked out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You best not be doing that because then I'm going to have to start doing stuff. <laughs> to the N1 block that I have sitting in the garage with the Napric. We are so lame. <laughs> head that I have also sitting there. This sounds like a challenge. In arms race. Look, I'm not I'm not getting in any arms race with anybody. I do it for the shorties. Um uh but <laughs> you're in the wrong game then. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. GTR. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no kidding, because dudes love it and women mostly don't care. Um I don't know. But uh I just like honestly I'm pretty happy with the power I'm making. I just want it to spool a little bit snappier and not that it doesn't spool nicely. I'm just really hard to please. So that's, that's all I'm really going for with it. And yeah, yeah we'll just blow 15. Not grand. to turn this into another GTR episode, but no, yes, I'm 100%. also yeah, in the pursuit of, of more response, more spool at less RPM. So amen, brother. Yeah. You got, you got to keep it tuned. You, you just, it's funny if you ever put it in perspective where you're just like, yeah, I'll spend 15 grand for like moderately better spool up. That makes sense. Yeah. Just uh, get a different car. 300 RPM make a difference. That Ryan, what you just said is the smart answer. That is the smart yeah. answer. But we're just, not just smart. Get, get more than one car type. I mean, like have that GTR be what it is for what it is. Yeah. But there are other cars that can do other things yep. for that amount of money. Oh, I'm so down. the garage and that requires property and that's licensing. Oh, yada, yeah, yeah, money. Okay. Fair enough. Better yeah. invest oh, in Bitcoin. Just keep, yeah, just absolutely have the NSA after you. <laughs> so that's kind of what we've been up to uh, in this past week. The usual, these guys need to keep their GTRs tuned and or prevent them from breaking on American roads compared to the greatness that is Toge in Japan, apparently. For real, for and, real. I have, I, and I have a minivan. That's got too many miles that I'm going to probably also do repairs on, but it's nothing comparatively flashy as a GTR. So that is what it is. Uh, Yeah, so nothing as flashy as a GTR, but we can talk about uh, what companies uh, have tried to do with their newest uh, chassis and models to be flashy. And that's kind of this week's topic. Uh, Lenny, you had mentioned this uh, being a retro revival. Uh, I took it as Cars 4 coming out. Uh, which I don't think can top one and three, but why don't we talk about uh, absolute classics? They are two is kind of a weird spy movie, but one and three, man, that's uh, that's where it's at. That's the hero's journey uh, for sure. So let's talk about uh, some cars that take the hero's journey and some of them that are a little wacky. Uh, Lenny, I'll toss it to you. Oh yeah. So <laughs> when I meant the revival, uh, what I meant was. Particularly in the recent history, recent history being, you know, 10 years or so, 10, 20 years, not 20 years, I think 12 I think, years. I think 15 to 20 is not a bad optic to start. Yeah. Yeah. The restart of the Pony Wars is what I guess we could start at of this retro revival sort of discussion. 
Um, Which I believe was 05 when that. 05, 06 with the new Ford Mustang. Yeah, that was the first one. Right. And the Camaro Challenger Charger quickly followed it, and it was an avalanche of American muscle back at it with the same styling, which everybody loved, which I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm not really known to be a an American muscle kind of guy, but I'm, so, I'm down with that. So I love cars. I love all cars. I don't discriminate nationality or whatever. When the pony car revival thing kicked off, I was, and kind of still am, super poopy pants about it. Just because, like, it was ridiculous to me that you have three American car brands and Ford's like, sup, y'all, we're going to come up with a new Mustang. It looks like an old Mustang. And then Chevy's like, bro, great idea. We're going to do that with a Camaro. And then Dodge's like, bro, challenger though, bro. And I was like, y'all gotta be kidding me is this like the depths that the american industry has fallen to that we're all just gonna like rehash old crap are we so wrapped up in muscle cars that like we we can't come up with another car that anybody wants to drive we're just gonna make the old cars that people still think they want to drive um i mean it's like a a hollywood reboot it's very americana very much so i hated that now i will say that we I mean, it's not good but it's good for business but we've been living with that for years and i will come out and say before any american fans that hear this try and crucify me the new shelby gt350 is probably my favorite sports car on the market today oh wow so i'm not i'm not old yeah i'm not just wow. i'm not just going to categorically write everything off but like when that first happened, it was, you know, it's like, it's one thing if like one company does it and then maybe 10, 15 years later, another one's like, Hey, we're going to do it or like whatever. But like, it was, they were all just like, hell yeah, brother sales are in the toilet. Let's just, uh, riff off what these boomers like. <laughs> it just seems super cheap to me. Uh, so here's my thing though. I, I guess for me, if I'm looking at these chassis, as all of and this kind of applies to all three of the american brands the the mid generation like if i'm looking at the dodge challenge right now the second generation looks poopy it's like a crappy 80s looking car that nobody wants to own whereas this third generation is like a callback to the good stuff the og uh first generation but it has this kind of like modern twist on it. I'm not sure what what you could do with a Dodge Challenger that would keep it in the the mindset of still being a Dodge Challenger without completely changing it. I mean, this this works. It's worked since 2008, yeah. and they really haven't changed it. I don't know what you would do. It's sort of boxy, but it's got the kind of curves to it. And and even if you look at the the Challengers throughout the years since you know 2008 there's enough variance between them 
but they still have that definitive this is what it is. I don't know what you could do to change it, but still more power, that. more horsepower, baby. Right. It's about the engine. It's not necessarily about I, the chassis or look, the look. Look, I'm I'm team Hellcat, team demon. I'm with it. I'm okay. just saying Team Red Eyed to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah and and like i said i love the 350 the new camaro zl1 is terrific like i get it i just like when that but your point okay to your point when you talked about the second generation challenger which was like in the friggin 80s and they right. hadn't made a challenger for a minute and then they turned it into a front engine front wheel drive economy car that's what, my, what i'm getting at is that the creativity and the just ability of the American automakers to make a car that wasn't a huge piece of junk had dropped so low that like you had companies coming out with interesting cars. I thought the, uh, the friggin' GTO that Shelby brought out is not the prettiest thing, but it was neat. It was, they were trying, right? They've had some cool designs from Australia. It was kind of cool. Like, people were, like, coming out with creative stuff, and the Americans were like, nobody likes our stuff. F it, muscle cars, because everybody likes muscle. Like, when you talk to someone. doesn't like muscle cars. Right. When you talk to somebody that's not into cars, and you ask them, what's your favorite car? Nine times out of ten, they go, Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds. Like, that. that is, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I like muscle cars, too. Sure. I like muscle cars, too, but it's just like, that's, is that it? That's all we got is what we did in the Something 60s? to me about a black Cuda, right? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah but if it, I mean, that's the American model, though, man. If it ain't broke, why fix it? But Do it, a callback, tweak it a little bit. And and there you go, you're good. Look, why would you why would you modify the IP more than you have to? I but like I'm because you like I don't know you fuck you evolve and get better over time. Like, <sighs> whoa, crazy idea. That's a yeah yeah. On that, that cost that costs money and and people. And if you can make the same amount of money and profit with the same IP by just doing a little bit of rebranding and a little bit of effort. Clearly, it's worked. I'm, I'm gonna. That, that's a really good segue into what Toyota did with this new Supra. Right. That's so on our revive. Let's look at the right? other side of the of the other side of the pond then, uh, with with the rising sun. So, what's the Toyota Supra got versus these muscle cars, Lenny? Well, so you're saying like evolution, uh, and all that, and I'm thinking, yeah. Toyota did that with the Supra. It's uh, an evolution off the Mark IV. Everybody loves with the big 2JZ engine, wide hips, the wing. Um, but in today's market, like that costs a lot of money to make a new a new chassis, and we're seeing that a lot across the board. And that you know OEM manufacturers are just they're just not willing to shell out that R and D cash for a complete new chassis. They're more willing, maybe collaborate with cross market competitors like Toyota and BMW did with the new Supra and the Z4, or whatever the BMW is called. I don't even know. Is it the Z4? I think it's the Z4. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Toyota and, and BMW, they laid in bed together. They made a baby. Uh, uh, hell yeah, dude. One of them, one of them, they call the Toyota Supra. The other one they call the BMW Z4. They're basically the same car. Uh, I think mechanically and almost uh, electronically speaking, but aesthetically, they're completely different cars. Okay, so I like the way that you know Toyota brought the Super back, the eight six back. Honda brought the NSX back. I like the way they did that because I hate how car and motorcycle companies, motorcycles are worse, but cars do it sometimes too. But I hate how the new model is like the, you know, uh, RFR 400 RR XR MR SP2. <laughs> Right, and then the model after that is the whatever the hell I just said, 450, whatever the hell I just said, XP2, and it's just like, I don't, that doesn't mean anything to me. And I like having a label, right? It's cool. We're like, I walk into Toyota, and if it says Supra, that means go fast around a track, right? That's cool. I like that. You know? So... Uh, Are you saying that you don't like chassis codes or no, 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 no. Chassis codes help you differentiate and the chassis code is just the, that's in the VIN number. That's just, that's not going away. I'm talking about the name of the car. And so I like that. Oh yeah. So like Toyota killed the Supra, Toyota killed the Supra. They didn't make a sports car because, and then when they're like, Hey, we're going to bring a high end sports car back and call it the Supra. So you know what the F it is because everybody knows what a Supra is. I dig that. Yeah. I'll caveat that and, by saying. And on the, yeah, go ahead. And on the chassis code talk, Mark IV Supra, which was the last generation Supra, was the A80. This new Supra is the A90. So they've just carried it over. Yep. Uh, as the new, like the, the actual new generation of the Supra. So there's no deviation in the chassis code. So there's no oh, confusion right. there. Okay. I'm seeing J29 for the chassis code, but maybe I'm confusing myself. So I, I guess then, John, that's for me a lot of the number stuff. BMW does that and uh, yeah. Mercedes does that. And I have no idea what's good and what's not because it's just a bunch of random numbers. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Well, yeah, you got to like, educate yourself in how right. BMW and Mercedes do it. Um, yeah. But I will caveat me attaboying the Super just because I thrashed the Americans a little bit. I, I, so just equal opportunity hater here. Um, I am not a, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the new Super. I don't like it. Gotcha. <laughs> so I like how they did it. Don't like the car. Whereas with the and, Americans, I don't like how they did it. I do like some of those cars. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I've been in, I've been a passenger in the in the twenty twenty one special edition, like the the new the blue one. Uh, said it's pretty quick, impressively quick. Interesting. So I know sounds nice. Japanese totes. Very nice. Very nice interior. What was that, Ryan? So another Japanese company that's close to your guys' heart would be Nissan, and they just yeah. dropped the 400Z. So what's our thoughts on that then and how they did it? And do we like the car? Do we not like the car? My thoughts are cool. I might pre-order one. The deposit so, demo ooh, one. That, that, 
that's 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 a callback to earlier when uh, apparently thirty two is not good enough. Let's just get the four hundred Z. Switch it up. Well, I have to clear the record straight really quick and saying okay. that thirty two will always be in my garage. That it's never leaving the garage. Fair enough. Um, it's there. We're only talking additions to the garage. Okay. The thirty two is a forever car. It oh, forever right. will be a forever car. Nothing short of a very insurmountable amount of money that I can't even name right now by the keys of my bespoke leather key fob <laughs> attach those keys uh, my hands like nothing you can't Good luck okay you're thinking about you really like this new 400z yeah yeah I might put an order down for like a black Z okay like, if you guys didn't think i was enough of a hypocrite with what i just said about the supra and the american cars that 400z is a pretty retro looking car and i'm completely head over heels in love with it uh, <laughs> uh it okay. is so pretty it is so pretty and i have been one of the biggest haters of the 350 and the 370z ever oh oh i've always pooped on them i always thought they were ugly stupid overstyled i just haven't liked them and the new 400 is so 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 pretty it's the exact opposite of the supra where the supra is just like look at all these wings and scoops and stuff <laughs> and most of it's <laughs> Most of it's fake. <laughs> Most of it's fake. It's not functional wings and scoops and stuff. It doesn't come with a manual option. It, all this stuff. It's expensive. It doesn't make enough horsepower. Not that it doesn't make enough, but like a super supposed to be a muscle car to me. And then they come out with the 400Z. And if you look at that car from the side, it's like one, maybe two lines, right? Like you can like draw one line for the hood, one line for the greenhouse, like a, like a curve. Mm -hmm. It's such a classic, clean, it, it, you know, it's got like styling cues, like a classic Italian car where, you know, all the lines are gentle and elegant and it's not boxy and boy racer and crap. It's, it's simple, clean. It's 400 horsepower twin turbo so you know it's going to be easy to mod up to like 500 with a exhaust and a chip uh it comes with a manual options so like everything i hate about the supra the z just fixed and i'm not at lenny's point where i'm going to pre-order one but i'm just like bra friggin vo nissan because nissan's needed they've needed a w for a minute yeah and uh they might have got one finally I mean, besides the fact that you guys are clearly Nissan fanboys, we do need to have an episode about the history of Nissan and why they were in the dumps for so long and why the 400Z is such a big deal. And I agree. It is a, a beautiful-looking car. Uh, now, John, you had mentioned Italian cars, and I guess we've hit the American market. We've talked about the Japanese a little bit. Let's go. Oh, skirt. I was, I was going to be polite. Get it, Lenny. No, we have to. I have one thing to say about the Z. Okay, <laughs> please, um, please. 
Do you guys know that the new Z, this new Z, is just a reskin 370 chassis? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And and I and I say that with like a a sort of it's a double edged knife for me as you know I am an Nissan fanboy and I would have loved for this new Z to be a completely new chassis and and something new and fresh uh, on You're it. Right. But it's not. You're right. And at first I was not really with it. But the more that I've thought about it, and the more I've I've really looked at everything else um, in the world today, like it made the most amount of sense. And I think Nissan hit the mark on the head with it, as where the Toyota collaborated with W and made the Supra, and not everybody liked it. Like, ah, oh, it's a BMW. It's not a Toyota. It's not a Supra. It's a Z4. Yada yada yada. There's that on the fence thing. Nissan. Instead of collaborating with somebody, instead of dumping a whole bunch of money that they didn't have because they were in the dumps, like we could talk about in this future episode, for reasons that that go beyond rational thinking, uh, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, kind of Twilight Zone stuff. They decided their best option was to reskin a 370Z into a retro S30 chassis, Z32 chassis kind of thing. But the thing, the 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 glory of it is, is that their Z chassis that they had made, the Z, I guess the Z thirty four, they had made, is so resemblant from its base, from the original Z. Like it was not a big deal to make it look like it, and and I think that's the genius behind Nissan. Uh, whether they knew it or not, it could have just been a fluke. It just. It's I agree luck. with that. I think that they took the the working chassis with the 370 and they added the retro flair to it in a way that is, <laughs> excuse me, both an evolution and a callback. So it's kind of a best of both worlds of what the American cars did and also, for example, what the Supra did, where it, it takes the good retro stuff and slaps it on the existing good chassis of the 370. Is that right? I mean, look... Uh, the new Z, the rear end. Just I'll just talk about the rear end here. Yeah. Uh, they shortened it. There were they seemingly shortened it to make it look like the old uh, Z32 rear end, uh, without shortening the wheelbase or anything of like any sort of fundamental of the chassis. And and it looks completely you know, like it's completely different from anything what a 350 or 370Z look like. And and that's amazing to me. Like, bravo. I. It's just so pretty. Just, it is pretty. Just look at it. All that's left is for a test drive. Yeah. All that's left. Just look at it. That's, I mean. So Lenny's going to be cruising around in the uh, 400Z sooner than you know, folks. That'll be on the what we did this week. It'll be black. Time, I'm sure. Bro, it, like, it looks Got like it. a poor man's Aston Martin. Like, I, uh, yeah. So, uh, a little bit. Anyway, I'm going to stop. I get it. I'm a gunmetal guy. I, th- I would get it in gunmetal. That's just me. So. Let's talk about the European market. Um, I had mentioned before we record about how uh, when I was out on my you know daily driving, I was at a gas station and I ran into a uh, Lamborghini guy was putting his gas in next to me, and I don't know if it was because it was in black. I uh, just was not impressed at all. I was just like, <laughs> eh, it's Lamborghini, and I wasn't sure what the model was, uh, but the one that you guys wanted to talk about was the Countach and how they kind of revived that poorly um Terrible. yeah maybe maybe it was because it was sitting still 
Maybe it's because the driver had a typical Lamborghini look to him. I don't know. I just was not impressed. I wasn't like, this is super cool. I would be more impressed by a lot of other cars at this point. Let's put it that way. Uh, versus younger me, uh, Lamborghini Diablo poster on the wall would be like, it's a Lambo. Yeah. I just, I just didn't have that at all. So can you guys run me through why that necessarily would be and uh, why the Countach is not great to you guys in the modern form? Before I get on my Countach soapbox, I just have to say oh. I, have, I have to echo. I have to echo what you, your sentiment on the the Lamborghini that you saw in the in the gas gas station. I pulled up to a new four eight eight Pista. It's a Ferrari. It was Ferrari red. Uh, there was a big buff dude in the car. He had Gucci sunglasses. He had his hand oh, over the top of the steering wheel stereotype at, at the noon <laughs> noon o'clock position um and we were at a red light and i was in my gx god god i don't even know what would happen what would happen if i rolled up to him just inadvertently in my gtr but like even so at the like just a red light in the in the middle of town where i live in, in north california guns it like still at the noon o'clock position like all through the gears like the dude's not even paddle shifting it's an automatic and i could tell because it's shifting faster than the speed of sound <laughs> and i'm just like ferrari that's your brand that's your brand right now ferrari uh... some dude in a, in a in a in a tighter than all hell black shirt <laughs> Gucci frame <laughs> sunglasses. You're, you're, you're uh, talking. And I, I, I don't mean to stereotype. Like the dude has more money than me. Maybe I'm just a hater. I'm just hating, right? I'm in my 2008 Lexus GX470. Fuck me. Um, excuse my. You just coming? But at, I mean, you're coming at it, Addy, dude. That's. I mean, that's, I, that is a brand. That's a brand. To, dude. to me, I mean, to me, that's every Ferrari driver. I look, look. Look, I can't hate on Ferrari drivers on. for this. It, what you described to me is not a Ferrari phenomenon. What you described is what is wrong with car culture phenomenon, in my opinion. So it's like uh, the way I always described it is like going to a meet in the United States versus going to a meet in Japan. So, like, you go to a meet in the United States and everybody has flashy cars and they're all, like, standing there. Don't get me wrong, I listen to tons of hip-hop. But, I mean, they're always playing, like, aggressive rap and standing there with their arms crossed, kind of looking at your car like, what's the guy... And don't you, I've met lots of great people in the States in the car community, but that's like the general vibe. And it's like very like fast and furious movie. You know how everybody's like trying way too hard to look cool and look badass. Like family. I also kill people, you, you know? And by contrast, every time I went to a meet in Japan, it's a bunch of freaking nerds that come up to you and like shake your hand and are like, Oh, great car. And then you check out their car and it's, it's just very inviting and and I found I found microcosms of that in the states, but it's that you know driving with your hand on the, the noon o'clock position as you call it, is why Mustangs kill bystanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I just think it's people trying to look cool. Like 
I'm gonna. And I mean, I get it. Yeah. I don't. I I like. I'm gonna burn out leaving cars and coffee. I'm gonna play my music too loud. I'm gonna put my hand up here because it makes me look cool, and it's just dumb. I get it to a point, I guess. Uh, but I mean, like at every red light, like that, that's gotta be torture on your forearms. You're just killing your uh, gas mileage at that point and putting damage on a car more than necessary. Let's put it that way. Eh, I drive like an asshole. Whatever. Um, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, mileage. I can't like gas mileage. Uh, pfft, what's that? I, I do want to say about the Lambo point, though. Yeah, let's go back to Lambo. Let's yeah. get that Ferrari for a minute here. So, oh, yeah, the Countach. Oh, sorry, yeah. So let's get on the, so the soapbox here. Depending on, in general, depending on the Lambo, I either feel absolutely nothing or simp hard. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, like, if we went, so, if I went to a gas, if I went, spiro. yeah, if I went to a gas station and an OG Countach was there, I would turn into like a Justin Bieber fangirl. Uh, yeah. I've had a, I'd, I'd had have a very hard time standing up still. Right. Uh, I go to a gas station and I see a Gallardo and like, I, I, I literally don't care. <laughs> uh, so it, it depends on the Lambo for me regarding the Countach. It just seems not to get too socioeconomical on y'all, but like, the amount of hyper rare limited edition like weird cars has risen exponentially in the past couple of years along with the number of hyper rich insane people and when you're that rich it's not like will i buy this car or won't i it's just i buy every car that comes out so mm-hmm. this countach to me is just a cheap cash grab and a riff on another model with like a slightly retro kind of look to it I don't even think it's well done. If they had brought this Countach out, if they based this Countach on like the Huracan and made it rear wheel drive only with the phone dial wheels and that goofy triangle spoiler, I'd probably <laughs> be pretty hype on it. But the fact that it's like another, you know, it's the, a reskinned Aventador. It's, it was a, no, it's a reskin like the, limited. It's it not not even just the Aventador. It's like the the latest bad B, and it has like hybrid drivetrain stuff and those rims still, are silly it's looking. still an inventor it's still an inventor sure the honeycomb rims are silly looking can we just talk yeah. about those honeycomb not, rims? i mean it's not even it's not even the right ones That's like, like, dude if they, they came they out could have done, they could have they could have done so much more it's just like a really bad so, can you imagine how effort can you imagine how effort. sick how sick if they remade the phone dials in like a 20 inch or whatever the hell they're rock, rocking right oh, now how oh my god sick i wish that would look or the wing yeah yeah 100 100 and even the wing they didn't even put the wing so in the wing, the wing is contage to the to the umpteenth degree yeah. why not yeah. and i just i just you know if it was a huracan is a car that a normal person that is somewhat successful can make some sacrifices and possibly afford. Right. And so mm-hmm. if they were like, yo, we're going to revive the Countach, like no, no kidding. We're going to build it and you could buy it. I'd be pretty hype on that. I would be, I'd be pretty hype on that. But the fact that they're like, yeah, we're going to make like 10 of them. It's going to be a million dollars. And Jeff Bezos and his nine friends are going to buy it. End of story. I don't. Before you even know about it. Yeah. I don't care. Don't care. 
So I, I guess, John, let me, guys, I haven't gotten a soapbox for a minute. I think I might get my tall butt on a soapbox. Please, please. You don't mind real quick. So, because this is, this is the cultural and sociology aspect that I thoroughly enjoy. And so Lenny, you talked about the 12 o'clock position and, um, ripping it up with the Ferraris. We're talking about John, you're bringing about Lamborghinis, the crossed arms, banging hip hop. I mean, that's a big part of it. If you look at media culture in general and the amount of money and wealth that these people have generated, not even your Jeffrey Bezos because that's just unlimited wealth that's ludicrous, same with your Musks, but just your general average, even your TikTok celebrities, your your general hip-hop bands, they want to buy Lamborghinis. And if you know, there's a whole thing between you can just go out and buy a Lamborghini if you have money versus with Ferrari, you've got to like own Ferraris for a while and show that you can represent that brand. So it's a much different thing. And so if you really look at how, you know, you guys are in big city centers, you're on the coast, right? You guys yeah, are going to be involved in, in seeing those rappers. You're in DC, right? Like you're in NoCal. I'm in NorCal, yeah, Sacramento. Right. You guys are going to see more of that celebrity culture and people that are just slapping copious, copious amounts of money at cars for the sake of owning cars, right? And whereas in No Coast, where I live, it's it's a little bit different. You have people that do have big money. I mean, we've got some some pretty big players here when it comes to the new technology sector, but it's very different. But for me, the soapbox is, is that... They don't understand cars. They just think it goes fast. But like, relatively speaking, again, my minivan, if I drive it properly, I can outdrive and push most people. Even if I take this Toyota Camry that I have, it's true though, right? I'm not at a 12 position. I'm at my po- proper nine and three. Well, but I always say when I'm, when I, well, here's the thing I always say to myself when I'm driving down interstates and cruise control and properly, right? Anybody can drive fast in a straight line. It's not that hard. I'll see you in the turns, and I will carry speed through faster than you, no matter what car you give me, comparative to most of the population, right? Obviously, you guys are probably going to be as fast, if not faster than me, but most of these people, your your, your Ferrari guys in the 12 o'clock position, you cannot take turns fast if your hands are at the 12 o'clock position. You're just doing it to look cool. For who? I don't know, yourself, but... It doesn't even look cool in my in in my in my opinion. No, it doesn't. And but who cares? I just ludicrous wealth. Yeah, they buy these dumb cars, and it's P and L man profit. So I just I I I want to bring it back a little bit because I just don't want us to in this like s in our own d's too hard. Sure, but like you know, if you have money, get nice things. I'm not gonna hate on anybody for that. What, Absolutely. What, yeah, yeah. What does bother me is like trying too hard to promote an image, and mm. uh, I also yeah. don't want this to sound like quasi racial. There's like a lot of <laughs> rappers that are have dope car collections and are serious car guys, and. I mess with them. So uh, the whole hip hop thing, all I'm getting at is that it's like, they're just trying to promote this image that I'm tough and I'm not approachable. And that is, yeah, that is what bothers me. And, but I do agree with you is that like people want to look a certain way without doing anything to be that way. And so you can go buy this Ferrari and put your hand on 12 o'clock or whatever. 
and yeah, it's it's annoying a little bit, but it's I'm not even hating so much on the people that do it. I kind it kind of bugs me that like companies allow them to do it. I I wish there were more cool unique things that a normal person could buy. And I think the Kuntash reboot is the worst example the worst of the bunch. Yeah, it's like the worst and latest example of that kind of stratification. Um yeah. none For of those sure. Kuntashes are going to get driven in anger. Right. So who cares? Depressing. So who cares? Like Exactly. So who cares? So what we do care about though is uh John, what sort of car did you pick tonight? And uh can you really be Ahab? Or are we Ahab, I guess, if you pick We're up, Ahab. Hunt it. We're Ahab. All right, that's right. Okay. All right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna harpoon this whale. Harpoon this whale. All right. So well, he's gonna get it. So for those of you that are just tuning in, what I wish I was driving. So this is a segment where I pick a car. Ryan and Lenny have twenty yes or no questions to guess what the car is. If they guess the car early incorrectly, they lose. Uh, it's only yes or no questions for this particular car. I don't require you to guess the generation. And the tip I gave them that Ryan's alluded to before we started recording was that this car is a bit of a chubby checker. Um, so that's how you play. And uh, with that, if you gentlemen are ready, we can let the questioning uh, begin. I have, a, I have a public service announcement before we start this really quick. All right. PSA. More, more directed at Ryan than anybody else. Ryan. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm going to need you to ride out with me on this. Um, it's been noted last two weeks that I've been on the money with my guesses. And you've kind of risen some doubt. Um, and so if I think I got it, I'm just going to have, I'm just going to ask for you to ride with me on this one. All right. Just pull the trigger. Ooh. Ride or die. Little, ride or die. A little trouble in paradise. Okay. All right, boys. Trouble open paradise let's let's just ask a multi-choice questions like john does we'll be all right you're 100 percent able and you can do that absolutely there right. might have been a dying dog in the background i apologize john is this car rear wheel drive is this car rear wheel drive no is this car american american no Has this car oh, yeah. raced Le Mans? I'm pretty certain it has not, but... <laughs> Did we ask a, a Le Mans question last time, Lenny? No. Are you just really about the Enduro series, man? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm like... I'm like... 90% certain it did not, unless there's some <laughs> random whiz-bang weirdness... Random whiz bang weirdness uh, that happened. Ryan, you got any questions here? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, no. So to your to your question, no. I want to narrow down if we're we got America out of the way. Let's get the other two. So uh, is this car uh, Japanese? Japanese, yes. Is this car Nissan? Nissan, no. Do we want to do the multi-choice question here where we ask all six brands? <laughs> is this car turboed? Turboed, yes. Oh, so turbo and not rear-wheel drive. 
And a boat. And a boat. Well, the only boat you guys have referenced is the 34. So 33. Uh, it's the 33. Oh, my apologies. But it's not a Nissan, so it's not the 33. Oh, you know, I got to get this Is this car an SUV or a mid-sized? Is this car an SUV? No. Is it a Honda? Is it a Honda? Nope. Honda doesn't make boats. I mean, actually, Honda does make actually Honda does make boats. Literally, Honda they does do. make boat engines. Yeah, I was gonna say they literally do. Honda's got engines for everything. Is this has a... this car participated in rally racing? I'm pretty positive it has not. Again, unless it's something weird. This doesn't sound like a sporty car. Oh, you know what? It has actually participated oh. in rally racing. Oh. Excuse me. We need that is Santa. You got a brand in mind? We got to narrow that on this brand here. Is this car know. a Subaru? Is it a Scubaru? No. Is it a Toyota? It a... Toyo. No. That's 11. I missed 10, but... That is 11. Is it a Mitsubishi? It is a Mitsu, yes. All right. If it's a Galant, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> That's not turbo. It is a not rear-wheel drive turbocharged Mitsubishi that surprisingly has participated in rally racing surprisingly so that would that would curtail me to think that it's not the lancer since it is a surprising i would say of all the cars ever made if anyone was ever surprised that a subaru sti or mitsubishi lancer participated in rally i'd be like you don't no cars at um, all yeah <laughs> for real <laughs> did this car scary. participate in a special rally race uh what do you mean by special like a one-off uh i'll be more specific did this car participate in the Paris Dakar rally Man, you are really asking brain busters Man, here. You got to make him search for uh, it, honey. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I think I know where you're going with that one. And I'm going to say no. Ingus. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we don't even know what, uh, we don't know the years on this yet, and we're this far deep, dude. Well, go ahead and shoot. What you got? Oh. Oh. Uh, it's got to be something like the mm, 80s. 
Was this car uh, produced in the 80s? Was this car produced in the 80s? Nah. Mm. I'm going to back that up just to make sure I'm not being an ass. No, it was not produced in the 80s. Did we ever get a clarification on the Dakar rally? No. Yeah, it was not. Is okay. the name of this car three letters? Depending on where you live. Mm. Mm. Three letters depending on where you live. That's that was right there. Was the displacement of the engine also incorporated into its name? Depending on where you live. And I think I have this car. You think you got? Uh, okay. We're at 50. Do we need to narrow? Have one more. Yeah, you guys are at 16 think, right now, but. I think I have one more question or maybe two more questions. I'm not sure because I might be wrong here. Yeah, take it, take it, Lenny. Give, give it, get, get the, the wacky questions out of the way to really clarify that you know this car. I asked prior if it was turbocharged, but I didn't ask if it was single turbocharged. Is this car turbocharged? No, you asked if it was turboed already, and I said yes. I know, but I asked. I'm asking now if it's twin turboed. Oh, twin turbocharged. Yes. Also, oh, I, well, would, this... I would tell you to not forget the hint I gave you at the start of the round. And it's a whale. Well, then this car is a Mitsubishi 3000 GTO. Point. It's a statement. Is that... So is that a statement? That's the guess. That's, the, that's the car. Wait. So you, are you sending it on that one? Yeah, I'm sending it. You going to send it? Okay. Uh, Would you just say the GTO, or do you have to get specific on the numbers? What? Two thousand GTO. So slight faux pas on the name, but I don't want to be a d bag. The car is indeed the Mitsubishi three thousand GT. VR4 if you lived in the rest of the world or the Mitsubishi GTO if you live in Japan. Thank you. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, okay, we're going to faux pas on the name here, John? Or yeah. Not? Okay. So I was wondering. This was Mitsubishi. Yeah. I, I, you know, technically, if I really wanted to be a stick, I could feel If I was Alex Trebek, you, <laughs> you were lost. But uh, RIP. So Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4 known as the Mitsubishi GTO in Japan. It was Mitsubishi's entry into the 1990s horsepower wars in Japan. Um, in my opinion, probably the worst example of those horsepower wars. But uh, very complex car, very heavy car. It uh, had a 3-liter twin-turbo V6 along with an all-wheel drive system. And it, uh, though it had a lot less interior space and like usability to like a Skyline GTR, it was strangely more complex and heavier 
than a Skyline GTR. Um, the engines could make some pretty solid power, but I feel like every single one of these cars I've ever run into in real life was in a perpetual state of broke. Wow. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> um, not a bad looking car. It was sold as a Dodge Stealth in the United States, but that was the non-turbo version. Um, which Why would you want that? Yeah, although I think Stealth was a cooler name. <laughs> there. Uh, Weight-wise, it is 4,100 and 23 pounds at the highest spec with the VR4 Spider, which is pretty comparable to the cars we were talking about earlier, being that the curb weight on an SRT Demon uh, is 4,254 pounds. Which is and I think that we literally 1,000 pounds more than my R32. Like, right. So exactly. for a Japanese car, that's pretty heavy. because For the a 90s spec, car, that's yeah, and the, huge. The base and model the engine was 3,131. Terrible place to work in. I would oh, imagine. Very important so, in there. Plenty nice PSA. I'm glad you just went with it. You know. Oh yeah, I didn't even give you a chance. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> hey, I don't. I didn't care. You seemed like you got it locked in. You seemed like you were on a roll. I'm just here to ask those wacky questions if I can, because uh, I have no idea, and it's entertaining for me regardless. So that's been another episode of uh, Zero Lift. Uh, I've been here with Lenny. Peace out. And John. Good job tonight, boys. Keep it pinned. We'll see you next time.